Thank you, Alberto Taxo, from an interview that I had with him about four years ago while he was in town. It's not often he comes down off the mountain, but when he does, uh, he you can look for again, and you can look for you can go to Tetia, you can go to uh, www.ushai.com and find out when he's going to be around in town. So. Uh, Mike Farini's coming up next. He's waiting patiently for us. Thank you very much, Mike. Try to remember every day is Earth Day. You bet. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Hi there, it's Mike. I just wanted to say before I start the show, speaking of Earth Day, I was walking down the street outside of the WCBN studios and I heard a young girl, probably seven or eight, say, I wish today was Earth Day. I wish it could be Earth Month. Just a thought. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and uh, okay, here, here we go, I believe. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's said If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. I'm Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food, and I've got... A microphone that's acting funny on me here. It's, it just kind of wants to jump out like a cat and run all over the studio and do crazy stuff. Actually, it's more like a cupcake is, is what I really mean to say. It's kind of like a cat that's more like a cupcake. It's basically a, an orange puffy thing in front of me. And if you can imagine an orange flavored cupcake that looked like a microphone, it might look something like this. And now uh, for the coherent portion of our program. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food. And we're going to explore the issue today of whether cupcakes can save the Michigan economy. This is going to be the 35th edition, uh, 35th, this is really true, the 35th part of a 12-part series. And what we're going to do, first of all, before we go to talking to uh, Courtney Clark of Cake Nouveau on 4th Street, before we go back to a 2007 interview with her, we're going to listen to some Dukes of Stratosphere here. And I will now frantically move the CD so that the cut will do this very magical musical thing, much like you're here here.
You're going to be quizzed on that recipe later on today's program, and you may win whatever you want that actually already belongs to you. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and that's the Dukes of Stratosphere, who are XTC under a pseudonym. That is Open a Can of Human Beans. It's from the album 25 O'Clock, which has just been reissued with bonus cuts just like so. What was I saying earlier? Cupcakes could save Michigan's economy. Well, we've got two, at least two cupcake stores in Ann Arbor right now. Uh, the first one that came into being was Cake Nouveau in 2007, and I got a chance to talk to Courtney Clark, who runs the place, in 2007. I'd like to hear, like you'd hear a little bit of that conversation we had back then, partly because, well, I don't normally like to talk about The View and shows like that on television, but Courtney Clark was recently on The View. This is an Ann Arbor business. Uh, an independent business, a small business, doing well and on national television, so that's always good. And it's cupcakes, so it's food, and that's really important. Cupcakes, you know, cupcakes. So Courtney Clark was on the show competing against a couple of other chefs to make a special birthday cake under a time limit for one of the people on the show, and she won that. She's also on the Food Network and she's competing in a contest called Last Cake Standing, which is a very grueling contest, to be honest. But in the meantime, this is what she and I were talking about back in 2007. Her shop on 4th Street in Ann Arbor had just recently opened. This is me and Courtney. Cupcakes do seem to be taking over the world, actually, right now. They do. They do. We kind of jumped on the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And you have all kinds of different flavors of things, too. Uh, right. Well, I guess getting started, uh, where did you come up with the idea of Cake Nouveau? And well, I started I started Cake Nouveau actually about four years ago, right after I graduated from uh, pastry school. Oh. Um, so I started out of my tiny little apartment in Chicago oh. and ran out of money, moved back to Ann Arbor, where I'm from, and um, I was actually the pastry chef for the Movable Feast catering for oh, a couple okay. of years, and then I was doing their wedding cakes and my wedding cakes at the same time. And then I was doing out of my house for a little while, too, until I found my space. Oh, okay. So you're, so how, when did you start making cakes, and how did that uh, come about? I, you know, it's funny. I always liked um, to make cakes when I was little, and I really liked things that were edible and things that, you know, looked pretty and all of that. But I had no idea what a pastry chef was. I really didn't know much about it, and I never said, you know, I want to be a pastry chef when I grow up, um, but I went to art school. Okay. In art school, um, I actually did a project that involved the, the public. I did um, really simple little plain cakes um, downtown Chicago in the business district, and I wanted uh, businessmen to decorate these little cakes and take them home as their pieces of art. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so um, right after that, I thought, that's really kind of cool. I think I like this edible art thing. Um, yeah. So then I found the pastry school. I've great. been doing it ever since. It's great. And so what, um, I'm drawing a blank, but there is a big cupcake in my view. That, so I'm, I'm thinking cupcakes. I mean, the whole, what inspired you to do cupcakes, I guess is another question. Cupcakes are always something that I really liked. You know, everyone likes them when they're little. Um, but I had just seen these little cupcake places springing up all over the country, and I actually had the opportunity to um, interview with a cupcake place in Chicago that was actually the very first one to open last year at the, it was maybe a year and a half ago now in Chicago. Oh, wow. And um, 
that fell through, but then it end up, ended up with me saying, hmm, maybe I should just do this myself, um, where I'm actually from. So that's kind of how it started. And it's a nice spot over there on 4th on Fourth, Fourth Avenue, too. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. A lot of walk-bys. Yeah. <laughs> People walking to the uh, food co-op, heading towards Zingerman's. Yes. And there yeah. you are at a Cupcake Nouveau. Exactly. And the inside, it kind of reminds me of a cake or a cupcake with some of the colors. I think, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> I actually did a cake that looked exactly like the walls in reverse. Oh, wow. I have the purple walls with, you know, green stripes and these swirls. And I didn't even realize that I had done a cake like that a couple months before until we finished painting the place. And I thought, it feels like I'm inside of that cake right now. <laughs> so <laughs> funny coincidence, but I really, I really like how it turned out. It's yeah. fun. Well, what are some of the flavors that you have of, uh, well, I guess you have flavors of all kinds of cakes, cupcakes. What, what, what are some of the flavors right. of cupcakes that you have? Before we go on, the mic of 2007 is going to interrupt the stammering mic of 2000. No, I'm 2009. He's 2007. Let's call the whole thing off. No, here's the deal. That was Mike, and this is Mike. Here's the deal. She's going to talk about flavors of cupcakes that, that are in the shop, that actually were in the shop in 2007. Now, follow this now. There are two flavors of cupcake that are always there, and those two flavors are there now in 2009 this week. She's going to talk about two other kinds of cupcakes that were there that week in 2007, but are not there now. You'll be quizzed on this. Thank you. Well, the ones that we have this week, um, we have two flavors that change every single week, and then we have two flavors that stay the same all the time. So you can always come in and get vanilla beanie and chocolate truffle. Those are kind of our mainstays. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then the two that we have for this week are tangerine poppy seed and Kahlua and cream. Whoa. But we are going to do all kinds of things. For um, Valentine's Day, I'm thinking about doing champagne and strawberry and... Um, passion fruit. Wow. Lots of yummy things. I don't think people have really thought of cupcakes as as having all those kinds of flavors, at least not in the last couple, until the last couple of years, maybe. I know, let's see, there's the, what what flavors of cupcakes are there? Chocolate and uh, vanilla. I think those were the, the, that was the (laughs) the whole range there, I think. Maybe strawberry somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think these days it's about bringing the cupcakes from where they started as a kid food to more of an adult food with maybe liqueurs, um, you know, alcohols and things like that, mm-hmm. and even soaking them or filling them like an eclair or just making them more of a party food and maybe like a dinner party food than just a kid birthday party. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's everybody's birthday party. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We actually have more orders for adult birthday parties than for children's. For, in cupcakes or mm-hmm. just in... Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's that's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I guess we're all going back to the 1970s, 80s, I guess that's what's happening. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's great. So um, what is your favorite flavor of cupcake, would you say? Or do you... Oh, my favorite. You know, I really do like the Kahlua and cream right now. That sounds really good right now. <laughs> yeah. We hit... I brought one with me today. Oh, my goodness. We <laughs> we had it as a cake flavor uh, last week. We saw um, cakes by the slice that are in little boxes, and they all went really, really fat quickly in the shop. So we decided to do it as a cupcake flavor so that we could have it for the whole week. So 
that's really been going well. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, I like to listen to a little bit of music here, a little bit of cupcake-inspired music. Found some artistically inspiring things. Spinal Tap has probably done one of the greatest songs about cupcakes. Uh, uh, actually, I think this is in their period when they were the Thamesmen in the early years. This is Cups and Cakes. Thamesmen, who became Spinal Tap, now residing in the Where Are They Now file. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and we're listening back to a chat I had with Courtney Clark, who runs Cake Nouveau, which is on 206. It is at 206 4th Avenue in Ann Arbor. Their phone number is 994-4033. And they're open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Monday through Saturday. And I do want to tell you what their actual flavors are this very week, which is in April of 2009. They do have, as she said, in 2007, the vanilla beanie and the chocolate truffle. Their other flavors are, this week, chocolate Kahlua and key lime pie cupcakes. Mm. So, moving right along with the chat, I was chatting with Courtney, and then we had another WCBN DJ come in, Miranda, who... Would be great if she were here again. She was a great DJ. We really enjoyed having her here, and we hope she's doing great where she is right now. But in the meantime, let's go back in time and pretend she's here, shall we? Well, uh, we have another uh, WCBN DJ in the studio, and uh, if you'd like, uh, DJ Miranda, in a moment, if you want to ask some questions about cakes and art, do you have some? Yeah, all right. Yeah. What have you got? What do you got? What's on your mind? Excuse me. Um, actually, this is, you know, a little bit of a, a tangent, but is it a rumor or a fact when you're using any kind of alcohol in baking, mm-hmm. does it evaporate out? It does if you're cooking it. Okay. If you just add it in like we did to the Kahlua buttercream, it's mm-hmm. still in there. Okay. So it's really only if you heat it. Right. Exactly. Okay. It, you just need, it, even if you're just simmering it, if you see that steam coming off, that's where it is. Okay. Yeah, it's all just cooking off. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll get back to more specific questions about edible art, but before we go to the break, very quickly, tips for using marzipan as a sculpting medium. Ooh. Yes. Tips for using yeah. marzipan. 
Hmm, there's so many. Because, I mean, I'm assuming you, you can't really just use it like Sculpey. <laughs> you could. I mean, Sculpey... If, you, if you're making something small enough. Yeah, but yeah. I don't... You know, I think the biggest tip I have is um, using cornstarch. Okay. Because um, when you're working with it, it'll get really sticky and start to stick to your hands. Mm-hmm. A lot of people use um, powdered sugar so that it doesn't stick, but I actually recently ran out of cornstarch and needed to use something else, so I used the powdered sugar. And it started melting on my hands and making it it's stickier. St- yeah. <laughs> actually, I was just going to say that. Yeah, so it was t- it was terrible. I don't know how people are using the powdered sugar, but anyway, the cornstarch is just perfect. It has that fine consistency, mm. and it's like powder. And it's, That's it's a great awesome. idea. Yeah. I've, I've also tried uh, keeping it chilled. Mm-hmm. That does work so too. It stiffens up, but then right. if you put it in a heated room, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's falls just over, about collapses. Not, mm-hmm. not necessarily falls over, but it'll sag. Ah, uh. so <laughs> droopy it just looks sad. Uh, we <laughs> don't Nobody want sad. wants a sad candy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Complex candy is good, but sad, you know. That doesn't really go with candy. <laughs> so what is Sculpey? Just wanted to ask that. Oh, it's a it's a little polymer sculpting medium. Oh, so okay. a lot of people that do like little crafts or beading are using this, you know, little block of uh, clay. It's kind of like a plasticine clay, which you then bake, and it's 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 readily available. Oh, okay. Well, take just a brief break here. We're here talking about cupcakes and cakes and art and such with Courtney from Cake Nouveau. And Miranda uh, as well, DJ Miranda. And uh, this is a little bit of a meditation on cupcakes, whether it meant to be or not. Here's some Simon and Garfunkel. I just had to do it. listening to a bit of a conversation I had with Courtney Clark of Cake Nouveau back in 2007. And Cake Nouveau is on 2000... It's at 206 North 4th Avenue in Ann Arbor. Their phone number is 994-4033 and their website is cakenouveau.com. There's also the Cupcake Station up the street on Liberty, but I've been focusing on Cake Nouveau. There are two cupcake places in Ann Arbor. Maybe Cupcakes can save the Michigan economy. Maybe Sculpey can save the Michigan economy. Sculpey cars, that's the thought. Okay, this is Pandora's Lunchbox. I said that. Coming up in 10 minutes, it's Face the Music with Arwolf. And what it's going to be is a special program. Arwolf told me this. This is this is a note he sent to me. Ann Arbor's own Patrick Pine has created a thickly layered sound environment, which appears to be composed entirely of excerpts and episodes from the life and work of Orson Welles. The title of this arresting development is A Few Moments of Illusion in the High Old Style. According to DJ Jim Dwyer, this wild and woolly <laughs> audio collage represents hundreds of hours of work. So that is coming up at 7 o'clock. In the meantime, 
We are Pandoring the Lunchbox. And I want to talk a little bit about things that are going on in the area because spring is really technically here. I think it's going to actually be warm tomorrow in the next couple of days, probably too warm, rather surreal. And what's happening is a whole lot of gardening and a whole lot of farmer's marketing and all that kind of stuff. For instance, the Ann Arbor's Farmer's Market is open all year, but it's been open through open on Saturdays only through April. But come May... We're going to have the Ann Arbor's Farmer's Market open Wednesdays and Saturdays. And this Saturday, April 25th, they're going to give away free compost samples and talk to you about compost and good things you can do with compost, growing and reusing things so that can they can go into the soil. That's a good way to use it. Here's a bad way to use it. This is something you should know. A corporate dairy in southern Michigan has been ordered to pay $223,500 in penalties by May 18th for mismanaging manure. And that, I think, is the name of my next band. Mismanaging manure from 6,500 cows. Ingham County Circuit Judge James Giddings rejected the Vreba Hoff Dairy's request for more time to pay up until it could add, add 1,000 cattle at its two facilities near Hudson, Michigan. The fines were assessed under a deal between the company and the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality. The DEQ blames Vreba Hoff for manure spills and says the dairy has missed deadlines for getting new treatment systems up and running. There's that, and then you can get little samples of compost at the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market. You choose. Meanwhile, the Ypsilanti Farmer's Market opens for the season in Depot Town this Saturday, and on... Later in the week, the Ypsilanti Downtown Farmer's Market will be opening at a time that I will tell you. Here comes, open May 5th, Tuesday, May 5th. It's going to be a Cinco de Mayo theme for the opening of the Downtown Ypsilanti Farmer's Market on May 5th. And you can read about that at growinghope.net. I do want to take a moment again to go back to cupcakes and cakes in general and We put some folks out on the street in Ann Arbor, which is to say San Francisco, recently, which is to say in the early 60s, and had them talk to people on the street about cups and cakes and whether it can save the economy. Excuse us, we have a what we call word trade. We stop people in the street. We exchange a word for something that they are carrying. What is this you have in your hand? It's a cake. Uh, My cohorts at work are going to consume it. Can we trade a word for your cake? Why should you say not? It's an attempt to introduce something that is non-solid into the world of solids, into the world of matter. A word is essentially non-material, right? Yes. The cake has substance and therefore is matter. That doesn't sound right to me at all. In what way? Well, a cake is something you can, it's, you can see it and it's there and words are, are just vibrations. I mean, you can always... Words can change a man's life, can't they? Mm, yes, I would say so. And can the cake really change a man's life? Has, which has had more influence in the history of mankind, words or cake? Well, as I say, it all depends where the words uh, are placed. Are you opposed to literature? Uh, no, I think it's great. What do you place more emphasis on? Be honest. What do you have more respect for? The ability to communicate or cake? See, the cake uh, isn't all mine, see, and I don't have the right to, to exchange it for the words. See, otherwise I, I might. I don't what are know. We, what are we asking you to do? In essence, you're, you're saying that words are more valuable than cake, and you're, you're saying that you're going to give me the words in exchange for the cake. And uh, Even if we were going to give you, oh, a pronoun? Uh, the type of the word would, would have no value as far as I'm concerned. Uh, what just, do you mean? 
Yeah. You would have full use of whatever uh, etymological units we gave you. You realize you would have full use for the remainder of the day. This wouldn't be a restricted I usage. I, I think I'd have use of it whether you gave it to me or not. Your word, you, you, you can't. No, not because we, we hadn't made the exchange. Let us give you an entire clause. Is this, uh, this clause is going to be of any uh, significance? I mean, is it going to uh, it's tell up me to you. that I don't know? Or? It's up to you how you use it. You say that I'm going to use this clause if you were to give it to me. Is that it? Uh, yes, I mean, and you might use it to your own you value. Do you think it might be some value to me? Probably more value than the cake. We're doing it not to get the cake, or we're doing it to interest people in the value of words. No, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I originally had the word his in mind, which was a pronoun mm -hmm. you were going to have use of for the entire day. Or we might have given you the word there, mm -hmm. the possessive word there. Yeah, well, I, I've already used the word his and there, and I don't think in that respect to you would be actually giving me anything. Then you already owe us the cake. Well, uh, I say it's not my cake. If you want to come down to, down to the office, I'm... Could we really? Can we join you now? Please join us. Here at Pandora's Lunchbox, we're not here to argue about the value of food versus the value of words. We're here to eat both. And coming up again, it's a collage based on the works of Orson Welles. But in the meantime, uh, thank you for listening to Pandora's Lunchbox. Thank you for going to farmer's markets, eating cupcakes, and doing what else you need to do. I should just quickly mention that Cornell University, this is in the news, is giving China back a precious trove of mushrooms that were smuggled to the United States at the start of World War II. Xu Chung Tung was China's premier expert on fungi after studying at Cornell in the 1920s. He spent a decade traveling on horseback through his homeland, gathering up molds, yeasts, rusts, and morels. During the Japanese attack on Nanking in 1937, Tang had his most essential specimens removed from his botany institute there to save them from destruction. They were smuggled by ox cart to Indochina and then by sea to the U.S. and eventually Cornell in 1940. In a ceremony... Recently, Cornell President David Scorton presented a high-level Chinese delegation with one of the rare mushrooms. That is a good note to end on. Thank you for listening to Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. We're going to listen to a little bit of Kate Bush now. This is a song about pie. The number pie. Is it a word or is it food? And then we're going to go into the Orson Welles Spectacular. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. which is to say WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Infatuation with a calculation 